here it is, is you prioritize, you change your prioritization. I start my prioritization as what's my daughter's schedule, and then I work everything else around it. Mm-hmm. So for example, she has basketball on Tuesdays. I start there. If her basketball was three hours earlier than the classes that I teach on Tuesday, I would move the entire time. And when you approach it like that, you start here. Here's my non-negotiable times. You always find a way to do the business stuff. When it comes to building a business empire online while intentionally cultivating a thriving life at home with kids, well, there is no roadmap. It's not easy, but the great news is we're not alone. We live in a crazy world that is truly unlike any other time in our history. And if you're like me, you've got an impact of your own to make, but you're not willing to sacrifice your relationship with those that you love in order to get it. My name is Stephanie Dove Blake, and this is the Powerful Parenting Journey podcast where we'll journey together to learn what it means to be a truly powerful parent. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Today, I'm excited because I'm interviewing the one, the only, larger than life, the man whose course started me down my very own agency journey, Billy Jean. You might know Billy as the marketing wizard behind Billy Jean is Marketing, or maybe you know him because he is currently blowing up your newsfeed with ads about AI. <laughs> but in our conversation, we dive into Billy Jean the dad, not Billy Jean the marketer. And trust me, you're going to want to hear this because he is doing this with his own unique flair, just like everything else he touches. Billy got very candid and he shared about the challenges and joys of being a dad. And we even got real on the not so glamorous parts of parenting, the real stuff that we don't often talk about. It was refreshing to hear his takes on the high and the lows of fatherhood. But this interview is very special to me because as I mentioned before, Billy Jean's Clicks into Customers course is what got me started down this journey. Through Billy's programs and masterminds, I got my agency started. And I also learned in the process that Billy is the real deal. As crazy as he is online, he is the real deal. I got to watch him as he became a father and he has taken that on with true Billy tenacity. So without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome back to the Powerful Parenting Podcast. I am here today with someone who has been in my life for the past, mm, goodness, it's almost been eight and a half years now. uh, And he actually completely and totally changed my life. Like he's at the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey where he was one of the very first courses I ever bought in the entrepreneurial space. And it it is the ever incredible, ever challenging Billie Jean. And so Billie, thank you so much for coming on today. I just, it honors me so much that you would take time out of your incredibly busy schedule and come here and chat with us and talk to us about your parenting journey. First of all, let me just say, I'm Team Stephanie Blake. Um, so I appreciate the kind words. Thank you. But uh, let's not get it twisted. With or without me, Stephanie is a winner. I just want to say that. Like, I happen to come in the path and and show you something at a time. But let's be clear. Been busting your butt, leading by example, for I can't count how long. And it's just been a rocket ship up and up and up and up. And you just continuously keep making moves. So I'm going to commend you and give you your flowers on your show. So, uh, you know, it's, it, this is fun. This is exciting. I, I'm, uh, I'm happy to do this and I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate that, but it, it's truly, it's been a game changer and you continue to be ahead of the game and in, in, in the marketing industry and you keep showing people new pathways. And so I'm hoping that as we dive in together, we get to talk about another pathway that you've been diving into for the past eight years. And that is your daughter. And I have just absolutely loved seeing you become a father. And then how recently I see you being so intentional and you're sharing that online in some very, you know, smart ways. And, and I, 
And I love seeing that. I love seeing that side of you. And I think it's very endearing. And so I hope that for the listeners today that they can kind of get to see the dad side of Billy. And how does Billy think about parenting his daughter? Like, this is your namesake. Like, this is your girl. Um, and, and so I know that means a lot to you. It, it means everything. I, I do want to throw in a frame of honesty and transparency for everybody listening, especially the dads, which is what I can relate to. Um, first of all, like everyone else, of course, I planned the timing of my daughter. She came exactly <laughs> when I knew she was going to come and not at all. Right. So th- <laughs> the whole thing shook my world. And, but there was something that shook my world more because when I found out and it, it was with my daughter's mother's amazing, first of all, and uh, we were together like off and on for six years. So we're very close now and everything is very healthy. And, it, but it got to that point, but there's two thoughts that I had when I found out that my daughter was coming. And the first one was, thank God I'm financially prepared. That was literally the first thought that I had. And I realized so many of my fears when I, when I like, you know, you always have the fear like, oh, damn, what if I have a kid? What if something happened? You know, isn't every back of, you know, a lot of dudes' minds. And, but that fear was rooted in, in finances. You know, I'm going to fast forward on some chapters. We can circle back to them. But that was the first thought that I had. And in my head, I'm thinking that's the hardest part. And that's the thing is providing. You hear that word a lot. And, you know, are you providing for your kids? And let me tell you, eight years down the pipe, that ain't what providing is. That's expected. That's expected. But I say that and not a, ooh, look at me ways is I'll tell you guys straight up, you know, me and my daughter's mother, you know, decided to not be together. And there's a lot of chapters in this, but I will fast forward. And we were were living in Portland. So I had to move to Portland and all the stuff. I was commuting between San Diego and Portland. I was literally there for three days a week, San Diego, four days a week. And then I switched the other way because I didn't want to be away from my daughter, even through pregnancy, awaiting her to come. Like didn't know anybody in this random ass city. It was, it was actually really hard. But anyways, when we came back, because we weren't together, I had to learn how to change the diaper. Bath time, comb the hair, braid the hair, ponytail up, all of the things that in my vision of what it looks like to be a man and support, you know, your family. And in my vision, these things did not, did not exist because mom was going to do it. Mm-hmm. Transparently speaking, mm-hmm. now that's, that's mom. That's mom, mom. I got, I'll provide you good. Mom, you, you going to handle this. But when that wasn't a reality, that means dad was doing it. So, you know, like a lot of moms will say, hey, like single mother, let me tell you, I can relate because I'm very hands on. My daughter's straight 50-50. I'm with her all the time, bottle, you name it. I say all that when I frame this whole episode with the fact that that was the hardest thing for me to do, run the company, be in Portland, a random place, and be the one to change all the diapers, like do all of the things. That was so difficult. And I'm so glad I did because me and my daughter today are wildly close. And I don't want to say it's only because of that, but it's only because of that. The Mm -hmm. situation that I dreaded the most, that I was most fearful of, the one that I didn't think I could take or be strong enough to do is the best thing that ever happened to me. Hands down, hands Mm -hmm. down. Every diaper change. Now me and my daughter are like, that's my little baby. We're we're very close. and, And it's because of the things that I got thrown into that I didn't think I would ever have to do or ever wanted to do to be completely transparent. And, and I'm very glad I did. 
Yeah, I love that. And and Billy, I think you hit the nail on the head is, especially for men, there's this pressure, society pressure, whatever it might be, family pressure, just what you got had modeled that the thought process is, it's just financially providing. But if you want to look at how to raise a, a well-adjusted whole person, <laughs> it takes so much more than money. Like money is, you can have a well-adjusted, beautiful human being and have no money right? Yeah. It's harder, much harder, but showing up like you're showing up in her life is, is the key. Right. And so talk to me though, about how you actually balance that. Just tell everybody, Billy, what kind of business are you running right now? How many multiple yeah. of gazillions of uh, dollars is, is happening and, and <laughs> your hands are in so many things and you're yeah. prioritizing her. Like, what does that look like for you? Oh, we have a hundred and probably 80,000 students in 75 countries now. It's a million dollar, all that stuff. And like, uh, you know, all that is cool. Having a daughter was the first time in my life where I couldn't reschedule something. So as a black man, especially in a leader, it was really important to me to protect the narrative of being a dad that shows up. So I made a decision when I was having a child that I'm going to be super dead. And obviously for my daughter's benefit, but more importantly, just as a leader with so many eyes or ads have been now seen a billion and something times, you know, all the stages, all that, blah, blah, blah. But like, I want to show up as a leader with my daughter. Like I prioritize it before anything. It's the first time in my schedule where I, I, I don't allow things to be moved. So for example, like I just made a commitment is like, it's just like, you, here it is, is you prioritize, you change your prioritization. I start my prioritization as what's my daughter's schedule, and then I work everything else around it. Mm -hmm. So, for example, she has basketball on Tuesdays. I start there. So if her basketball was uh, three hours earlier then the classes that I teach on Tuesday, I would move the entire time. Like, And when you approach it like that, you start here. Here's my non-negotiable times. You always find a way to do the business stuff. Mm -hmm. You always find because you always find a things a way at the time to do things you have to do. You yeah. always find them. And so I think the, the biggest hack or strategy that I've used is I start with her schedule and build around it. And then all of a sudden, and nothing sacrifices, you just find smarter ways to do it. Yeah. And then not to sidetrack, but yeah, I mean, we live in such a world of automation and AI. There's so many things that you can outsource, virtual assistants, like just the way that people have traditionally learned to grow to business, I would throw it all in the trash. Mm -hmm. And I would, if, if you, if you're listening to this right now and you're like, well, I can't do that in my career. I can't do that in my change of profession. Buy Billy's course. Yeah. 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 Or, <laughs> or, or find, or just find out, find a way to, to integrate it. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a big fan. You know, they have the whole quote, like, is it work-life balance? Like I, I'm a, I side on team integration. So like on my morning huddle ups with my team, guess who's on my lap a lot and involved in the morning huddle ups, my daughter, right? Like when I, when I go on stages, et cetera. My daughter will be with me a lot. Uh, when I have my events, my daughter is there. Like, and so finding a way to incorporate them, you know, is is uh, so critical. And it's like work with what you got. There's some people who are fighting hard and and they have a like a, a fireman's schedule where you're working four days a day. Obviously, you're not going to bring her on a rescue mission, <laughs> you know. Right. But is there is there is there a way to plan your lunches where you can sneak in a little lunch? Like you got to be creative. You got to work with what you got. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so. Uh, but just making it mandatory has been a real game changer for me. I love that. And I noticed that 
in your social media. So sometimes you'll, you'll show different things and you're on the mm-hmm. sidelines cheering for her and her games and all that stuff. I'm on the court stuff. Yes. I ain't on the sideline. I'm out there. Go baby. <laughs> and you're not quiet either. Right. I love that. Um, and so with her and your intentionality with her, how have you found is the best ways that you connect with her? Cause like there's your connection with her and yeah. how you perceive that. And then there's the times whenever you connect in her way and she lights up, like what are those things that you've found? This is going to be a little controversial. I started connecting the most with my daughter. First of all, I'm a keep it a hundred. The first two years of parenting, I, I think they just sucked. Like, obviously I love my daughter and they were magical moments, but I'm so sick of the narrative of like, this is beautiful time in my life. No, you're like fighting with your significant other about time. You lose your sense of self. You stop all the habits that make you happy. You usually lose your sense of selflessness. It's a fucking nightmare. Truly like, then there's moments that make that nightmare worth it. Right. You get two minutes a day. They do something and you go, okay, it was worth going through the nightmare. It's a nightmare. I don't, I don't, it's just, just stop. Like, and I think this conversation needs to be more publicly held because you have all of these mothers and fathers that are struggling in silence because they're afraid to be guilted or judged. Yeah. They're so afraid to get hit with the, well, you're just not a good parent. Like, and nobody wants that. So they're not honest about the suckety. (laughs) <laughs> of parenting in the first couple of years. And then yeah. imagine doing all this stuff for this person. They don't say thank you once because they can't. They, so they can't even reciprocate their appreciation. So you just yeah. out here hoping they appreciate and maybe they never do. Um, but anyways, connection. When my daughter was two, we started playing Xbox together and I'm a hardcore gamer. Yeah. And so I got a TV And I got another TV right next to it. I had two Xboxes right next to each other. And I would play basic games. Like there's like a Paw Patrol game, right? You know, here you go, baby, like pick it up. And I, and I didn't do the thing where like, she thinks she's playing and she's not maybe like for a moment when I needed a break, but like, (laughs) I would just let her play and get used to it. But there's these co-op games where you can kind of play together. And I'm telling you like two, three, four, we would beat these games and she start talking and the chemistry and winning together and beating the level. It was crazy connection, like just excited and genuine. And I get to see her personality and how she thinks and like the critical thinking skills and like some, like most of the games that you would play with your kid are puzzle games. So you're actually using this other side of your brain where they have to accept challenges. So, you know, you come to a part of the level, obviously I know how to beat it, but I hit her with the, I don't know, sweetheart, what should we do? (laughs) And be silent and let her navigate, let her figure it out. and that was really fun. So that really, really honestly brought us together. Uh, then also her playing basketball, like same thing, like playing together and seeing her develop, like, um, but it's that competition and like, and then sport and um, something else to throw in there. When she was, I think, call it four, but she was playing with the five or six and she was the worst one on the team with my niece and uh, by a long shot, they, they were younger, right? They weren't developed. And so that was hard for her to stick it out but she did. And I liked her knowing what it was like to feel that because then the next year when she caught up in age, then she was one of the best on the team. And I think this dual perspective of like, Hey, you're going to feel what it feels like to be a loser. And you're going to feel what it feels like to be a winner. And guess what? You're going to be okay in both. You're going to be humble when you win. And when you lose, you're not going to sit here and whine. You don't Mm. get to, um, no, no, no. You can practice. You can be like, dad, let's go practice. You can do all those things, but you don't get to do all this narrative. So I'm very direct and straightforward with her, but I like giving her both perspectives. I think she needs both. I love that. And you know, the gaming situation, I, we're, we're a family of gamers to 
to Billie Jean. Now, yeah. but we're always, we're not anti-technology. It's about being pro-connection. And I love that you've felt comfortable and you, cause that's just what you do in life. You, you charge your own path, your own way. Yeah. And so you're like, this is what works for me and my daughter. And I think that that's beautiful. And I hope everybody who's listening that you seek that with just veracity, that you don't let yeah. anything back, back you down from that um, within reason. But I would, let me just ask you this then. Hey, powerful parents, Stephanie here. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. Did you know that statistics show that 88% of Americans say they eat dinner with their family every night or a few times a week? I think that's a pretty awesome stat. But if you're anything like me and you're an entrepreneur, then after a day filled of putting out fires and maybe various events, testing your patience, sometimes it's hard to think of questions that can help you really connect with your kids beyond the standard, how was your day? When my kids were just littles, I put together a list of questions to solve this problem and to help us have something to connect with over dinner time. And now I would love to share my curated dinner questions with you. This is good for littles and for bigs. There's lots of different varying questions in there. And these questions are going to help to ensure that the conversation is not just lively, but will bring you closer to your children while you enjoy a delicious meal together. As a listener of this podcast, you can get access to these questions at www.powerfulparentingtribe.com. Once you're there, make sure to type in your best email and I'll have my team shoot over the questions for you. Once you get the questions, I encourage you to make this a family affair, print them out, have your kids help you cut them out. We even grabbed a mason jar and my kids decorated it. And that's where we put all of our questions. And that same mason jar still sits on or near our dinner table to this day. We've been using these questions for close to eight years now, and I've really enjoyed the fun conversation and connection that's come from them. I hope your family enjoys them as much as mine have. Again, that's www.powerfulparentingtribe.com. Now back to the show. So whenever it comes to screens and iPads and iPhones, and especially whenever you have a blended family, there's communication things. And so how do you guys handle that piece of it? Because there's the gaming, but then does she, what does she have? This is really a great question. How do you handle screen time with kids? How does Billy handle? Start off, how does Billy? I believe in screens a lot. Yeah. In the sense of, I am more terrified for the kid who's not comfortable with the screen and grows up in this world in 10 years with the way that AI is transforming uh, everything. I think you are, everyone, every human is in risk of, and I mean this with all respect to everybody, I think everyone's in risk of raising a unintelligent child as a result of them being, and being what's up with tech. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's it's so overwhelming What's happening? I just, so I, I'm a proponent of it. Now, having said that, there's priorities. So it goes like this. She comes home from school. Okay. Well, let's do something active, right? You got to walk up the hill. You can play basketball. I don't Swimming. I don't care. Just do something physically active. Come in. We're hitting the reading. You're reading every single day. After that, we're getting the math. We're getting the homework. After that, I'll have as much screen time as you want. You earned it. You earned it. Well, just get, you earned it. Go ahead, explore it. Here's how to work a computer. Let's play together. Let's, I don't, I don't care. As long as the things are done and you're getting both, you're not solely there. Now, on the other side of that, boy, I put on some locks. Boy, I put on some locks. Woo, she can't do shit on her iPad. Like, it might, it might as well be a Nokia flip phone. I, it ain't nothing to do. Like, I mean, I just have it very guarded. She has to ask me every time she downloads something. And iPhone's really good about it. Like, uh, yeah. and I even got her an iPhone. I'm super anti-Apple for anyone who knows me, but I got her because she wanted one, whatever. Um, I blame it on her mom, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and her stepmom. They're both like, yeah. So I have it like 
there's just permission based asking for everything. Like she wants to download, you know, Spotify. There and there is no browsing on the web. By the way, yeah. there's no like just randomly Good. browsing. That's great. Unless I'm sitting next to you and you say, "Hey, I want to know this." Uh, I'll watch you search it. And make mm-hmm. sure there's no YouTube regular, there's YouTube kids. And then, you know, I think the one thing that's kind of hard in this one, I don't have, and by the way, this is just me. I'm not saying I'm a parent and expert by any means, uh, but I'm liking what's happening as a result of this so far. The music one's a little tough. The music one is tough because music is embedded in everywhere. You get into an Uber, someone's playing music. You go outside, someone's playing music. They're going to hear music. I'm definitely a fan of the edited version. I, mm-hmm. I like that. As long as it's not, sex talk which i'm very hardcore no i don't know i don't know if my mind is so much because i wanted to be open and hear these things i don't want to raise a little shelter kid yeah but at the same time i'm like what does i need to be hearing that <laughs> like I, it, it, I don't know i don't know how to balance that one it's tough and then i she likes to dance so i have her in dance classes and um i'm protective about the moves you know what i'm saying like yeah you know, we can like it's it's so it's kind of gray in that sense yeah, it's definitely one of those areas you're gonna walk out yeah. and figure out. Yeah, that's okay. But oh, wait, hold on. I didn't know that wasn't gonna right, be okay, right. but it isn't okay. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, like I think just with regulation and then to top it off, my daughter turns eight uh very soon here. And uh I just this last Christmas I got her a cell phone. But I'll explain why. One, same thing, lockdown. There's no like fun to tease on it, so to speak. But when she goes to a friend's house, because now she's at the, hey, can I go over so-and-so's house? And I'm like, it makes me very uncomfortable because I just don't trust humans already. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you, if you go, you're bringing your phone because you need a way to contact your father. And I need to be able to contact you if anything goes down. So yep. she's known my number by heart literally since I think three and a half or whatever you can start talking. It's first thing. She'd know my number in case she ever get an emergency, et cetera. But so I got her a cell phone, not to play on a cell phone, but if, okay, you're starting to ask me, can you go places for an extended period of time? Yeah, but you can't do it with your cell phone. And it's hard because, you know, when you're seven, what do you do? You lose and forget everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you forget it all. Right. And so now I'm like, how the hell am I going to get her to keep us up? So it's become another opportunity to practice, you know? So if I, she's with me and we're going to go to lunch or something, I said, okay, bring your phone. I got her a pair of shades. Okay. Bring your shades. Well, how am I going to carry it? I don't know. Where are you going to put it? I, I don't know. Like, you know, I try to give her opportunities to practice the muscle. I love that. That's it, so good. And I, I think that the biggest part on all that is there isn't a rule book. You know what I mean? Right. And every kid's yeah. different and every family is different. And so it's really up to us. And I think that's the frustrating thing about parenting, but also the beauty of it, because it is an art and not a science, right? 100%. And no one person can be like, this is the way it needs to be for your kid. And this is the way it needs to be. Right. Yeah, you just yeah. can't do it. And and I know we're coming on time. We only have a couple more minutes. And so uh, I have so many questions for you, but I think the most important question that I would love to just kind of wrap everything up in a nice bow is, Billy, what does it mean for you to be a good father? Ooh, that's good because that's not easy. I think it's multi-tiered. You know, in the beginning, I, I brushed over the financial, but I also want to give a shout out to parents that do provide financially because if you are doing that, it means you're contributing something in the world to get that return to be able to. And that's hard to do. So I am going to put that on the list of you got to give them a safe environment. I guess good would be a father or mother. I can speak for a father that gives safety to their kid, safety financially, safety to talk, which is a hard one because I'm very direct, straightforward. And I have this little girl and 
you know, and I still keep some of that energy, but I try and put it this way. You know, I actually is something I should share uh, that it happened. Uh, but take my daughter. Uh, she's eight years old. I grew up in a household. You yell. I've heard yelling since I, I don't even know. I, we grew up with it. Our family. Yeah. Mom, my mom's one of 13. Uh, I got 54 first cousins. You yeah. yell. I heard cursing. And I, I, saw, I saw stuff that my daughter is never going to have to see. Thank God. Right. Murder drugs. You, you name it. I saw it. So you don't realize because you're not a parent yet. How many of those things try and come with you when you become a parent? Because you mm-hmm. now you just revert to what you had. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably the most dangerous thing a parent can fall into. It's just reverting to what you know. So I did something because I had time because I was just in Portland by myself. So I did something by myself. Um, and I just made a, a mental list, not like a, I didn't write shit out, just some things that I never wanted to do to my daughter. Mm-hmm. And on those lists, was, I'm never going to curse at you. I'm never going to yell at you. I've never done either. That's a massive deal. I curse a ton. I don't yell all the time, but I definitely can yell, right? Like, you know, like someone's close to me, they would hear me yell. I won't do it like with work employees and stuff. But if you're close to me, you hear me yell. But uh, I promise I didn't do it with my daughter. And I, I had this belief. You know what? I had this bullshit belief that if I yelled at my daughter, it was the way to keep her in line. If mm-hmm. I hit my daughter, it's to keep it in line. I never done any. And let me tell you, my daughter is by no means. Uh, Actually, I take it back. My daughter's perfect. She's fucking great. <laughs> She's great. But I, you know what? And I think, um, and I got lucky. You know, some of that times you get lucky. But there's something that I do with my daughter that I didn't have that I think helps a lot. And I do want to give this to everybody. Is I delete one simple phrase that used to burn me up as a parent. And it's this. Because I said so. Mm-hmm. Because I remember hearing it. I remember when I used to, I'm like, this is so stupid. It doesn't make any sense. You just get mad as hell. So I don't do that to my daughter. If she asks me a question, why do I have to go to bed right now? Because you need to have good rest so you have high energy for tomorrow so you can learn more and you have a better experience with your friends. Why do I have to eat that? Because I want your muscles to be strong and I want you to do this. And so when you get older, eating, eating healthy is, is easy because not easy for dad. Like I, you know, I grew up with all the, the junk and now as an adult, it's hard. It's going to be easy for you because you've seen these things. So I take the time to teach her why. And as I've done that, she has a good little conscious, right? She's a little really goody goody. Like I'm like, Hey, like you can sit in the front today. She's like, no, daddy, I'm not supposed to. That's against the, the law. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, shut your ass up and get in front. You know, I don't say that, but I just, I explain things to her. And then also, instead of like knowing her all the time, I just try and give her choices. Hey, can I uh, stay up late or whatever? Or, you know, another 15 minutes. I said, fair enough. Yes, you can stay up another 15 minutes. Or you can wake up a little bit earlier. And I don't, I don't know. That's a horrible example, but I just give an either or all the time. So she always feels like she's making a choice, right? Like, I have this and this. Um, and then, you know, sometimes I will practice no, and I'll tell the reason why. And then I will hit her with the do not ask me again. And then the other thing I'll do too is just like, I do this with her and my nieces. I sit them down every time and I'm just like, because that's when I see them just kind of get a little bratty is that, you know, they play games with each other and they get competitive, et cetera. And I say, y'all need to stop. Come sit down. What did you just tell her, America? Uh, you know, what did you just tell her? What did you just tell her? And I say, when you say that, how did that make that other person feel? And I say with a straight face, we're going to sit here all day. We're going to sit here all day. And then they say it out loud. And I say, do you love her? Yeah. 
Why would you want to make her feel like that? Like really just educating. My conspiracy is this, is being a person who's with my daughter half the time, and mind you, they're 10 minutes away, so I see her almost every day. I've realized that I've early, and this happens to every parent, but you're not always going to be there to protect them and to teach them and to shepherd them. So you have to equip them with the tools where they can protect themselves. And mm -hmm. that's the way I can permanently protect. So any opportunity I can teach her. And then last thing, I like this subject a lot. Sorry. So uh, last thing too, I want to throw in is the criticalness. And this is so important. I say practice confidence. Those two words. Practice confidence. So, you know, kids be doing, hey, say your name. Oh, my name. Oh, my gosh. What? Yes. I, I'm, hey. No eye contact. Make eye contact mm -hmm. and say, I call it, say it again with eye contact. Hi, say it with confidence on my morning. Huddle ups with the team. She could shut. No, no, no. You're going to do it again. Say it with confidence. You know, we're outside. We, we remember we were at this uh, parade and um, some kids had like hot cocoa set up and they had a big tub. It was like they would definitely share. Right. Like and uh, but she was afraid to ask. I said, you want hot cocoa? She said, yeah. I said, go ask them. She said, no. I said, you're not going to get hot cocoa. And I just stayed quiet. Said the next time I want to ask for it. You're not going to get hot cocoa by not asking. Mm -hmm. It's the only way to get what you want is you must go for it. You must ask. You have to say it confidently. You need to speak loud. Like you're, you're, a, you're a girl and you're a black girl and your voice a lot of times is going to be silenced by all different types of people. But that starts with the practice now. Mm -hmm. Right. And I don't go to that aspect to her yet. She's too young for that. But that's what I'm preparing her for is I need her to practice confidence. So when those hard situations come, it's not weird for her to speak up. She's going to be speaking up and confidently and loudly and proudly forever. But it is the biggest probably conscious practice that we have to have because mm -hmm. it is so easy to recoil and do one of these and just not really talk. So being on your kids about Practice confidence, eye contact. I'm huge on manners, please and thank you. I'm militant in that sense. Those aren't there. And uh, you know, and I just say, hey, I'm doing this. I, I want you, do you respect me? I want to respect each other. And I just explained to her everything and we're pretty good. <laughs> I think you're doing better than pretty good, Billy. I, I love all of that so much. And the one thing that you said, because I asked the question, what does it mean to Billy to be a good father? And and you talked about, you know, providing and about connection. And then that was like this awesome side rant, which I think encapsulates like you're, you are intentionally training up your daughter. Yes. I try and be as an intentional with every word that comes out of my mouth uh, from her and uh, with her. Yeah. Just think good. I think a good dad is one that provides safety in all aspects and mm. guidance on the path to do it. Other thing, that a lot of people don't like is I don't believe in your kids should just uh, like be happy is the goal. I'm actually pretty against that. And and what I mean by that is I just think it's the most selfish thing ever. Like people are like, Hey, as long as my kid's happy, I'm like, fuck that. As long as your kid is contributing. Yes. <laughs> thank you. You can be happy. Like, right. Like you can, there's, there's a lot of ways to be happy, but no, you don't get to just be balling, rolling around in rollies and Lambos and all these flights and all this yeah. crazy thing. And think you get to just not help people. What? No, no, yeah. no, no. So contribution is massive. Like, so for another, and this is another tangent, but another, uh, let's call it deal that we made with the phone is that well, cool. As soon as you turn eight, you also have to start a business. 
because we've been talking about for last year. She hustled a little bit with a lemonade stand, made some decent money. Um, but I said, no, no, you have to start a business. Like, you don't have to. I said, and and then the fun part, though, she likes design. So we'll make commercials together. And her dad happens to be a guy who makes commercials. So <laughs> like, I'm excited to to jump into that chapter with her, uh, yeah. creating and all those things and, and using screens in a productive way. You know? Oh, that is so much fun. She's a lucky girl to have a dad like you, Billy. Appreciate um, that. I know we're not perfect. None of us are perfect in parenting, but I think the goal is not that we are perfect, but that we show up powerfully in, in our kids' lives. And I believe that's what you're doing. And that's why I wanted you to come on and share with everybody. If you had any last words for anybody who's listening right now, who, whether they're an entrepreneur or they're not, um, just do you have any encouraging words for them or anything you yeah. know? Make sure they're thinking for dads, about. especially again, I keep speaking to dads because that's who I relate to dads and moms. If you're finding it hard to hang out with your kids, find something that you both like to do. Yeah. That is a slept on secret. So for example, my daughter, she's imaginative. Come play Barbies. Oh, I hate it. That's <laughs> so boring. Like, and look, I'll do it for the 20 minutes, but after like, I'm going to be real. Like I, if, if I had to do that two hours every day to connect with my daughter, I probably wouldn't do it if I'm being real. So I make sure there's other interests involved. So Legos, for example. Now I could build some Legos with her. A project, we're both in it, et cetera. So make sure you find things that you both like to do. I think that is the key because then it doesn't feel like a chore to be with your kid. And honestly, if you keep doing stuff that you don't like with your kid, I would imagine that subconsciously in your head, you're going to start associating time with your child as a nightmare. Yeah. You would never say it publicly. I know nobody would ever have these thoughts, but let's be 100. Like if you don't make it enjoyable, it will not be enjoyable. So be mm -hmm. intentional with the fun factor and the rest will come, I believe. Mm, dang, way to wrap it up. That was some serious wisdom. Billy, thank mm. you so much for coming on. I appreciate you. And I, as always, I am rooting for you and for your daughter and for your whole family. And if you ever want to come back in about a year or two years and update us yes, on how it's going, to. you got to. I appreciate it. Dude, we'll do it. We'll do an annual update on like, hey, parenting. Because you know, I'm going to come into 13 and be like, hey, yo, everything I said, fuck it. <laughs> I was wrong about everything. Yeah, all, all the things, just throw them away. And, and, and listen, of it's from not. Yeah, at 13, yeah. we're all wrong about everything. I just Exa have to Exactly, you know. <laughs> exactly. So uh, no, I appreciate you and everybody listening. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, keep following your girl, Stephanie Blake. She, uh, she a real one that cares. That cares. That's a difference. And I like the way that you lead uh, with your heart. There's a lot of leaders out there that just want to yell at their people. And it's weird. I'm like, why? Why? That's not, that's not, that's fun. not really, a, it's not, it's not a, I, I don't believe in that leadership mm -mm. style. Call people out, but you know, we didn't need to be rude to people to do it. So I like, okay, the way you shout out to one other episode to feed, to tell you really quick. Uh, Steven Diaz yeah. came on and he said, I don't call my kids out. I call them up. Ooh, that's a right? bar. Yeah, Isn't yeah, that yeah. Good? That's a bar. Yeah. So that you got to check out Stephen Diaz's episode. Him and his wife came on and they were incredible. And that love was it. one of the things they dropped. So yeah, let's let's it. call people up and not call them out. So Billy, thank you so much. I appreciate you, man. I truly hope you enjoyed our episode today on the Powerful Parenting Journey podcast. Make sure to hit follow and subscribe so that you don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. You're not going to want to miss a thing. I promise. If you were impacted by this episode, do me a favor and leave a review with a comment. I read every one of them and I also pass them along to our guests. If this episode made you think of someone, go ahead, take a screenshot and share this episode with them or post it on your social media to share with friends. You can catch the show notes for this episode and any mentioned links at powerfulparenting.com forward slash podcast. If you want to see more behind the scenes with me and my guests, be sure to find me on Instagram or Facebook. 
It's where we can have deeper conversations on these podcasts. Take care. And remember, it's not about being a perfect parent. It's about taking each day and working on showing up powerfully for our kids. They deserve it. And you are the parent for the job. See you on the next episode.